This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here it is, hour number five of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Woolchuck's about to give us some great content. Let's check in with uh, Brian Broaddus real quick, though, and get an update from the star. Yeah, uh, just asked uh, some folks earlier about the uh, field conditions at Levi's Stadium there, and I, I reached out to a couple guys, and one of them got back and said, hey, uh, it looks good. Uh, all the players were wearing molded bottom cleats, uh, so you know that will help with that. They, uh, my guy said, they didn't see anybody slipping, so they resotted it a few weeks back, and it looks like it's going to be fine. But the uh, they're going to go with the molded bottom, all like one piece cleats instead of the individual cleats. Where it's, you like screw in the spikes? Yeah, that's individual ones. Right. Like the bottom is all like all one, one piece. Okay, and so yeah, that's and they they didn't see any slipping when they went back and watched. Uh, the game and the tape and stuff like that. So that looks like what your Cowboys are going to be rolling with uh, uh, this week against the uh, 49ers. Terrific stuff, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you. An invaluable resource, really. It's It's been incredible what he's been able to find out today about this matchup. And we'll be back for two more days building into the weekend. It's time now for Zach Wolchuk. Here he is, the Wooly Bully. Yeah, let's uh, keep talking Cowboys Niners. Text in some of your most memorable Cowboys divisional round games the Dallas Morning News put out an article. Now, none of these are really uh, good memories. Yeah, that's is, what I was going to say. I don't have any good ones. Uh, yeah, which is just, I mean, they're, they're memorable. That's for damn sure. But they're not not—they're not really good. Um, and we got a lot of Des Cottits, and you can bet that's on the list. I'll get to that in just a second. But here, the Bleach Report put out three important matchups for Cowboys Niners. And, and one is Christian McCaffrey against the Cowboys front seven which is interesting to me because I don't know how exactly the Cowboys are going to decide to defend McCaffrey. And I liked your idea, Brian, where like, look, if he motions out and they want to play him in the slot and they do that a lot with their bunch sets and they'll kind of put him out there. And, and if you got a guy like Izzy McQuamu mm-hmm. or if you're, if you want curse on Kittle and hopefully curse is good to go in this game. And, and I think curse did an excellent job in this matchup a year ago against George Kittle. He did not beat you in this game. Curse held his own. But I, I like, you know, having your cover guys on Christian McCaffrey. Even Leighton Vanderesh, who I thought was tremendous in coverage against Tampa Bay. And I was a little bit worried about White being able to catch some dump offs. Maybe you try Leighton Vanderesh on McCaffrey, but it will be fascinating to watch that chess match of how do the Cowboys decide to defend him? Because they're going to run screens on you and yeah. see how you match up, and, and can you rally to the football and tackle? Yeah, the, the whole thing is when you read the screen, though, you have to, go, you, as you mentioned, you got to rally. you got to get to the point where you don't let the blockers in front get their blocks, and then all of a sudden, then McCaffrey's off to the races. So the one good thing is if you know that he's playing wide, he's probably not, not going to hand him the ball in a running play. 
So the next thing you need to worry about is, okay, is the jet sweep coming our way? Is it going to be Debo Samuel or, or Ayuk or somebody like that with the jet sweep? So if, you, if you're going to play him out wide, I, I think I would put Donovan Wilson out there. Okay. And, and, and then all yep. of a sudden, like, okay, and then you match up Curse with Kittle. Again, we don't want to get in a matchup thing where you're overly, you know, you're, you're yeah. overthinking this Over thing. Yeah, but when you yeah. have the type of versatile pieces that Dan Quinn has to work with, right. you're good. Like J. Ron yeah. Curse, cool. You're with yeah. Kittle, okay. Donovan Wilson, do some Christian McCaffrey you, or McQuamu. Mar- yeah. Like but, you have versatile defenders, which is really nice because yeah. the Niners take advantage of defenses all the time because the Niners have so much versatility in their offensive skill players. I think the Cowboys got quite a bit as well the, defensively. The Cowboys, the Cowboys can match up. The problem is, though, I think what the, the, the 49ers do really good or well is they create diversions. Like, okay, look at McCaffrey over here, guys. Everybody freak out. McCaffrey's lined up, and there's really something going on on the other side. You know, there's really, oh, there's something in the backfield that you're not paying attention to because they've lined up Juszczyk and McCaffrey and, you know, everybody on the outside or Kittle's wide outside. So they're taking your eyes from one thing and they're saying, hey, go worry about this over here when they're really going to do something back the other way. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I think the Cowboys have to be very mindful of. And, I, you know, like I said, if, if you're going to get in a situation, and if they keep doing it and they don't throw the screen over there, yeah, you know, you're kind of like, okay, here we are, the third time we've seen this formation, and they're not doing anything. I, I would be, I, I, I could say, I think, I think what he wants to do is he wants to take you out of how you're, you know, he says, hey, by the way, look at this shiny thing over here, but we're gonna really the the ball, the play is going to be over here, right? Where, Kyle where you, the magician, yeah, like you know, it's it's that, that's what I'm saying. When you get so matchup dependent. Are you are you really covering the right thing? I, I see your point, and no, it's it's a good way to look at it, right? Just kind of play your game and don't overprocess. I the, the, I I do think there's things you have to worry about. I think you got to worry about the jet sweeps. I think you have to worry about the screens for sure. I think you have to worry about the toss plays too. Right? Oh, the crack toss. I'm I'm yeah. definitely nervous. You got to worry about Green Bay exploited you, yeah. and you've got to find a way to correct that. You, and you got to be better. We, we've seen, you know, like I say, these corners. Whether it's whether it's bland, uh, Izzy, you know, you got to be willing to come forward. You got to turn that thing back inside. There's going to be times where these big linemen are going to be out there, you know, and you've got to fight that. You've got to keep the outside arm free and turn that ball back inside so that guys like Van Der Esch and Wilson and those guys mm-hmm. can make the tackle. If it's a if it's a two yard gain or a three yard gain or four, make it that. Don't let a four-yard play turn into an 18-yard gain. Absolutely. That's I think they're going to pick on Diggs with that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, they're, they're, they're going to. There's, you, you watched that tape last week. It's attack Trayvon Diggs. There's no reason not to. And it's an easy read for the corner to see that his, his the wide receiver that he's lined up on is screaming inside for the ear hole crack back block on the linebacker. Got to yell. That means yell they're crack. coming for you, bro. Yep, absolutely. And don't sit there and wait and wait and wait. When you see that, you the corner. You got to fly up in there. The man. other two things are C.D. Lamb against this Niners secondary. You had D.K. Metcalf, 10 catches, a buck 36, a pair of touchdowns, and he had a long 50-yard catch. Last year in this game, C.D. Lamb had one catch for 21 yards. C.D. Lamb needs to have a big game. He does. And I think he will. And then the other would be Dalton Schultz. I mean, we talked about how the Cowboys will probably defend George Kittle. They talked about how both defenses defend Schultz and Kittle. But Schultz was great against Tampa Bay. How... Does he play, and how does San Francisco defend 
Dalton Schultz in this game. Yeah, that's the thing about it is you try and match him up on Hafenga and then also Gibson. That that's what my guys were saying. Listen, you want to win the middle of the field against these guys. You know, you can and you can do that. I I I do. I just feel like that they could I think they could go after Ward. I think they could go after Lenore. I, I do. I think like they could play well enough if you get the protection and you can make plays down the field, but again, how do you throw the ball to the middle of the field? The check down stuff, the stuff to the tight ends. I don't think they have the guys in, in at safety that can cover a Dalton Schultz in this game. And we've seen Ferguson, what, Ferguson have a 34-yard catch in the game last week? Was yeah. only his only catch? So, by all means. That was you, a great you, design you, by you, Kellen Moore. You watch the the way the Raiders played. The Raiders made plays in the middle of the field. Sure. That's, that's what I think that's what you need to do. Did you guys see what Chris Sims said about Brock Purdy? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was not very glowing returns. Mm-hmm. Chris Sims. I love it when he starts hot taking. Pro football talk. Quote, this is why I was saying draft bleeping Mac Jones. This is why. He's a lesser Mac Jones. And yes, this is sustainable because as long as you're smart and have control of the football, yeah. the team they have, they don't ever make it all about the quarterback. So he's just going to be, hey, bleephead, listen to this. I'm telling you the keys to the play right here. Watch this guy. If you could just listen to me, it'll be open. That's all he needs. What was the bleep in bleephead, by the way? F. Oh, okay. Wow. I think we were all strong language on that podcast. It was very strong. That is, uh, and that's 100% fair. That's that's the truth of the matter, man. That's the truth of the matter. Uh, They don't ask their quarterback to do a ton. And when they do, hey, it's two two minutes uh, to go in the half. We need to go score. Things can't just be, oh, we're running the ball and doing simple stuff. We got to push the ball. We got to drop back, and you got to be a quarterback for 90 seconds. Can you do it, Brock Purdy? The answer is no. Yeah, I think they got Grady, you know, and if the Trey Lance thing works out, it would dominate, you know, the ability to throw it all the way down the field and run all over you, you know, Trey Lance isn't the kind of Lamar Jackson type of athlete, but he's a really good athlete. Um, And I think he just thought, dude, I am dominating the NFL right now using wide receivers as running backs and these schemes. They can't keep up with this. If you give me one of these guys who can run and just throw a little bit, like, I think Kyle Shanahan's trying to do this, you know, idea that that fans have when they're talking about, uh, you know, modern football. And, like, could you imagine drafting a new running quarterback and only using him for, like, four to six years and then moving on? Um, and if if he can get that player, like, Mac Jones is, is a good idea. Brock yeah. Purdy's a good idea for him. Could you imagine him with that kind of dual threat weapon that actually comes together? You could have multiple championships in a row with Kyle Shanahan and a weapon like that. ESPN put out their best NFL rookie classes for 2022, ranked uh, ranked by the team's production. And they use Football Outsiders uh, and Sports Info Solutions to help use their data, combine that, and get kind of, you know, percentage of snaps played and how well, you know, each individual rookie did. Cowboys came in at 11th based on all the rookie classes. Of course, they got Tyler Smith to play all year long. They got production from Deron Bland, Sam Williams, Ferguson. They also incorporated Peyton Hendershot as well, even though he was an undrafted guy. So the Cowboys ended up with the 11th best Mm. uh, out of production draft class in the NFL. The best draft class ended up being... Jets? The Jets were two. Oh, okay. I guessed. It was the Seahawks. 
Oh, oh yeah. They have a great draft, Brian. And it yeah. was because of their fifth round pick, Tariq Woolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what put them over the top. John was out of the room. They so had, going yeah, on they had both their tackles. He wanted to take a running back. He, well, and Rashad Kenneth Walker. Penny on the board. Kenneth Walker <laughs> helped. Like yeah. Charles Cross started for them all. Charles every Cross game. was one of my one of my favorite. You op- loved him. Offensive tackle, that my number one tackle. Yeah. But they also started a rookie, Abraham Lucas, at right tackle. So they ended up getting a ton of production from their rookie class. And Kobe Bryant, the other corner, uh, was a rookie for them. But the Jets came in at number two. The Chiefs ended up rounding out the top three there. So, uh, and we were talking about Karloftis was not what everybody was thinking he was. Hit or miss, really. And Daniel Jeremiah put out his top 25 rookies of the season. He had uh, Aiden Hutchinson at number one. Aiden Hutchinson was outstanding. He was great. In he, term, sh- he should have been Jacksonville's pick. Yeah, as, as defensive players. And, and you had George Charloft as a 10 on his. Yeah. So, interesting there. Now, the all-rookie team, uh, Tyler Smith did make it at left tackle. So, yeah, finally, Tyler Smith getting a little bit of uh, love and respect. Hope he got some bonus for that. There. Now, uh, some of the uh, Dallas Morning News picks for most memorable divisional round games, none of these are really positive for the Cowboys. We're going to break this curse this weekend. But you had the end of the dynasty with the Panthers beating the Cowboys January fifth, ninety seven. That that was uh, that was the reason why the Packers were able to play the Panthers and go to the Super Bowl because mm. the Cowboys were out. The uh, Romo infamous Cabo trip game that led to the Giants twenty one seventeen two thousand and seven. Oh, that's horrible, man. Let, let, let's talk about uh, yeah, that. that let's good. go back into the nineties, Brian. I'm I'm sure you remember. Uh, the oh, every ni- time we played a game against n- n- ninety those were blowout wins. Yeah. Not, okay, I, I want to talk about Alvin Harper and how badass this dude was. Yeah. Dude, he you know, was fantastic. 94 divisional round. You're up 7-3 to three at the end of the first quarter, and Troy Aikman's in his own end zone. He throws it to midfield where Har- Harper runs up underneath it yes. and then gets into the end zone. It makes that a 14-3 to three game. In the mean, 70s, which I wasn't around for, but those were great divisional yeah. round memories. I, I think Harper might be might be the one guy that, for whatever reason, like doesn't get brought up a lot, but along with what Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith were doing, this guy would just, you'd hit him on a streak. Yeah. And he crushed the Niners in regular season games. He he was had huge plays against the Niners in the playoffs. And it's like, why does he not get more mentions? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, him opposite Michael Irvin was fantastic, and yeah. he made he was kind of like the mod, like then kind of what Michael Gallup's doing now. Went up, contorting his body, making all kinds of acrobatic catches. Going back and watching Alvin Harper highlights, he was fantastic in '92 NFC title game. Niners make it a four-point four game with four minutes to go. Yeah, Cowboys get the ball back. You're thinking they're going to run it with Emmitt Smith three times and then punt it with like two minutes to go, right? Yes. Nope. How about Alvin Harper for 70 yards to ice the game? Yep. Woo. Yeah. Get it. Gosh, uh, that's a legendary dagger. And yeah. very quickly before I head out to Baby Dolls, and I want to see all of you Tolos there, 7-9, Shady Trail. The legend lives on. They're going to have free barbecue, great drink specials. Come on by, see your boy. You wore the uh, the button up for a reason, right? Yep. Easy access. And a bib. You got a bib? I got a bib. Okay. Dane Brugler has put out Mock Draft 2.0. And uh, this is really enticing me and Brian because we're about 80-plus players deep on this bad boy. Mm-hmm. He's got the Cowboys taking a local product at 26 overall, which is where he's projecting the Cowboys to be taking. It's really going to be 31 because I think that one of the teams do not have a first-round pick. Dolphins. Yep, Dolphins. that's who it is. Uh, but he's got Siaki Ika. Nose tackle from Baylor, whom I am not in love with. Brian likes him, I think, a little bit more than I do, but Mm -hmm. I don't dislike him. I think he's a solid player. I wouldn't be in love with this pick in the first round, but 355 pounds, this dude would be an anchor 
of the defense. You talk about a run stuffer, but he moves well for yeah. a big boy. I mean, he's got Vita Vea-esque type potential, but he's certainly not as polished like a top 15 type prospect like Vita Vea was. I didn't see this guy as a first-round pick, but maybe when you're drafting this late in the first round, most of your guys in the first round were off the board. Yeah, 18 to 20 will be your first-round players you have. So you're, you're if you're picking at 27, you're looking at second-round guys for sure. Now, he's got Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I am still saying is the best receiver in the draft, and there are a lot of really good ones. I've still got him at one. That's Rockwell's own out of Ohio State. Why? Still loved his tape. I get the injury factor, but he was better last year. When you watch Ohio State tape, he was better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Both those guys just own the NFL this year. I think he's going to come in and be a beast. He's got him sliding all the way to 30 to the Chiefs. If he's on the board when the Cowboys are picking, there is no hesitation. You should take that. Oh, if he went to the Chiefs, that would be nuts. He had, uh, not this past season, but the season before, I believe he had the catch of the year. Yes. The touchdown yeah. grab that was just as insane Rose as Bowl, anything Utah? you've ever seen. I think it was a regular season game, dude. It was, he had several. It was that, he, he did. You would take him in the top three. He's with, amazing. If you just watched the Rose Bowl game. Oh, he's incredible. It's Utah that time. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he, he was, he was ta- yeah, tantalizing in that one. Um, and he's just a guy that can work inside, outside, all over the place. He's a good-sized guy, too. I mean, a good-sized, I mean, 6'1", 200 pounds for a receiver. That's perfect for but, me. But, I mean, got, you, you've got Quentin Johnston from TCU, Jordan Addison from USC. All three of those guys are kind of jockeying for the top receiver in this draft. Right. They're, they're all three really good. The second pick he had, and this will uh, wrap it up for the Cowboys, was DJ Turner, the corner out of Michigan. He's more of a nickel back. Uh, and a lot of the good corners were kind of wiped out, including my dude Emmanuel Forbes, so I think you like a lot, the corner I from do. Mississippi State. And Cam Smith, who is another guy that I like out of South Carolina, went in the first round, so he was also off the board. So the Cowboys kind of didn't really have great options at corner if that's where they wanted to go. So they took DJ Turner out of Michigan. I think, and I get it, it's same school comparison here, but to me he is very similar to a Jordan Lewis type player. He's six, he's six foot, he's 180 pounds, and that's exactly what I said about him. This guy might, his his career might be made being a slot player only. And because I he's got some really good movement skills and stuff that, I watched the game against Michigan State where he got a little bullied, and that's where you got to be a little bit careful about this guy. Thank you, Wooly. Enjoy your baby dolls. Thank you. 10-250 Shady Trail, he is headed there. Uh, so join him for some fellowship and some good times at uh, Baby Dolls from what uh, seven to nine, seven to nine. The seven to nine. Season? greatness. Okay, nothing surprising on the practice reports for either team. The Cowboys barely did much, uh, but there were no surprises for the 49ers. Tristan Vizcaino is uh, a new kicker that the Cowboys have signed as a contingency, uh, uh, just in case as we move forward. Merton Hanks will be on with KNC tomorrow at one thirty. Greg Olson. Uh, tomorrow at 8 a.m., uh, the analyst for Fox, he'll be on the game and he'll give you uh, his thoughts tomorrow with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Okay, it's time to go around the Mavs as tip-off approaches. Luca and Mark make a move on the mural, and we'll probably get into some Cowboys Twitter as well. When we return right here, it's the GBAC Nation, the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And it is time now to go around the Mavs. Tip-off's coming up here in about 10 minutes. Then we'll hit some Cowboys Twitter. And then we'll talk about what's coming up after us uh, tonight. You will have uh, Nate Newton and KG coming up in Cowboys Crosstalk from 7 to 8. And then you'll be into the get right. Segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, just call the Frankels. 214-333-3333. Or jump online over there to uh, truckwreck.com. Yeah, uh, the mural in Deep Ellum became quite a story to the point that it might even be impacting... Uh, news and the Mavs reaction to it uh, but in deep Ellum, a Mavs fan named Preston Panic made a mural of a frowning Luca and, and it, next to it it said please send help which is just uh, a fun fan thing Mark Cuban was asked about it said it's disrespectful but it's your choice to do what you want if that's the way you want to be a fan then go for it um, Tim McMahon has a report today Luca is strongly communicating to the Mavs that he wants them to upgrade before the deadline and that's going to be a big point of conversation as soon as this NFL season wraps up one way or another for the Cowboys and our focus kind of shifts to the Mavericks. Um, it's going to be a big story. But, you know, um, I think it might be disrespectful to Luka to have him on a non-playoff quality team. You know, um, supporting cast is is low if, if I'm Luka. And, and then I think it's also disrespectful to the, to the fans to say there's, there's something wrong with them asking for better players. This is the exact role the fans need to play because for one reason or another, either Mark Cuban is a cheapskate or he doesn't know how to evaluate players anymore. They need more firepower. And um, hiding from it or blaming it on the fans, that's what the fans do. You know, that that's that's not getting us as, as close. You know, like less mediocre players, please, uh, Mark. And I, I don't know. Apparently, uh, Luka Doncic does feel the same way because of this report from uh, from Tim McMahon, Chief. Yeah, that's right. Tim McMahon was uh, in there, and, and Mark Cuban has since come out and denied it. But Tim McMahon is is like, hey, dude, Luka is, is hoping things happen at the deadline here. He's not really the guy that's usually trying to meddle in regards to team building, but the frustration is probably – beginning to creep in a little bit. Hey, look how far I, I took this thing last year. My running mate, Jalen Brunson, was not brought back. And uh, now I'm playing the best in the sport, best I've ever played, and we're just laboring to be three victories over 500. So it's starting to set in there. Mark Cuban said that this is patently false and Luca's not been uh, talking about anything about bringing in more players and having to be active at the deadline. But you would certainly understand if he is. Uh, and and Mark Cuban is perpetually an underspender as of late. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. And so, and I wonder about certain guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. Are they looking to just move off of him uh, in order to get out from under the luxury tax? Uh, like it doesn't look like a, Bobby Marks had a really 
uh, good article in ESPN today talking about what options teams have. Uh, and basically, he says the Mavericks are a tax team. They do have roster flexibility to make a deal with uh, with player with with seven players on their roster earning between ten and twenty million a year. But Dallas is not projected to have cap space this offseason, even if it unloads THJ's expiring contract um, and, or for an expiring contract. So if you make that trade, maybe you you send THJ to Cleveland and we get back a Karis LeVert and there's the expiring contract and, oh, yeah, money's going to come off the books and we'll have some cap space. No, all it would do is give the Mavericks flexibility to re-sign Christian Wood and stay under the luxury tax. Yeah. So that's really all it actually gives you. You can retain Wood in that scenario, which I don't even know if they want to. Uh, and who knows if Wood will even be here by then if he ends up getting moved by the deadline. It's a fascinating ordeal, though, because it could be the the beginning of Luca putting pressure on the front office. You know, and maybe they're going to have to go into the luxury tax threshold. This is exactly what Giannis did, you know, where it was like, we'll see. And you got to believe that when you get to that moment, Mark Cuban is going to spend whatever it takes to keep the superstar, right? He's not going to let the guy go. Kobe, after the first three titles, the Lakers ownership group was content to just let Kobe play out the string and be a legend. And he was like, if you want to do that, I'm going to Chicago. And they were like, okay, well, I guess we're trading for uh, Lamar Odom. Um, So, you know, this is a, this is a, a path that a lot of players have to take, where they start putting pressure on the team to get better. Um, and I think if you're the Mavs, you just want a little bit of patience, right? Can I have like maybe a, another couple trade deadlines because we don't want to do something now that's going to impact our ability to do something bigger down the road. I just I said it earlier when we were talking about this the NBA. I just wonder, you know, Luca being as vocal as he is. That if if you're Nico, do you do you bring him in and, and kind of sit down with him and walk him through, and maybe maybe just give him a little bit better understanding of where you are. He's like, listen, you know, maybe Nico's saying, hey, so we got a, we got some bad deals here, and and this is the flexibility. I'll explain to you. I'm going to paint three different scenarios for you here, and you tell me which one of these you think is the best. And you know, if Luca's well, you know, Luca could say, well, that's not my job. My job is just to play basketball, but I think if I, to that's me, that's what you want. I, I would like. You don't to, want the player picking the path. No, I would like to. I would like to explain to him what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I and and I'm and, and if he picks if he picks one of the scenarios, I'm like, okay, let me tell you how. If you if we pick this scenario, let me tell you how it, it could potentially go down for you. I the the thing that I think the Mavs need with Luca is communication. Yeah, you know they they don't need it to be like you know that that over here Nico's on the phone working on a thing and then you got Luca in the media going you know working yeah. dude telling Tim McMahon you know if that's the case telling Tim like well hey they need to do something here you know I, I think that if you better educate Luca what you're trying to do or what you can or cannot do then maybe you don't, you know, maybe it's like, okay, I'll play with these guys we got now. Sure. You know, if you tell me, now. If you but, let him be involved. But but Luca could also been have been talking to Dirk, and and Dirk says, or or he, maybe not even talking to Dirk, but he's seen Dirk's career here with the Mavs. It was always the keep the powder dry, you know, era and all that, and they never got anybody here. Yeah. His whole career, it was, 
They never got but anybody. Tyson Chandler, Jason Terry, Jason Kidd. But, it but, ended but up the, being but great. The, but, yeah. the guy, but the guys like the the Howards and you know, everybody else that they yeah. they were always you know there was oh, all post title. Yeah, yeah, the po- everybody was. They've been working this plan for eleven years. Yeah. Haven't got a squat. Yeah, and and so now if you're if you're Luca, you're like looking at Nico and going, wait a minute, you, you know what that owner did to, to Dirk? Yeah, you know every 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 time you ever every time I. I Heard about the Mavs? It was oh, they're going to go get this guy and this guy and this well, guy, and never got anybody. I think these stories are tied together. This one and the mural, you know. And I yeah. think Luke and his agent need to figure out. Mark, do you really think these players are so great that I can't suggest we need better without them being offended? Yeah, you know, because if role players on non-playoff teams can't see that they're not good enough and they can't handle the truth, that means you can't handle the truth about what kind of a team you're putting together. And then yeah. I want out. You know, and if if that's what you think, then I do want direct control of the players that we're going to bring in, because if we don't take some risks, if you're too scared of the downside to take a chance at bringing better players in here, then I'm just going to let this thing play out and be gone. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I I hope Mark Cuban doesn't have to be talked into this. He's just waiting for the right players to go into luxury tax for. See, that's that's the thing that I, I, I think the whole thing about communication is is going to be key. On You're this right one. about that. But yeah. Now, let's see what happens if they, in fact, move on from Christian Wood. You, you know, because Luca, Luca seems to be like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm OK with this guy. You know, I can I, like we were talking about, I could yell at him. He's fine with it. I'm. You know, he goes out and he, he plays hard. And unlike these other guys, he's got immense talent, and he it's does. obvious. He does. Yeah. And he, the eyeball test tells you that he's got the talent. Now, if they if they let him just walk or they trade him, let's see how Luca reacts to that. Yeah. 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 He, he can see now I'm playing. This is the reason he's doing it now. I'm playing at an MVP level. I'm totally dominating. And if I have an off night, we lose by 40. Yeah. You know, that's we can't even defend when I'm off the court. You know, there's like th- this thing is going in a, in, in a bad direction now as I approach my mid-20s for my career. And it's time to, you know, shuffle this thing well, up. They, they've survived being without, and this is going to sound crazy, they, they've survived and they've won some games without green. And Dorian Finney Smith, they've they've survived. Mm-hmm. And, and, and shouldn't they be, and, and, shouldn't they be and, back? Yeah, and they're back. Yeah, I think, ba- yeah, I think they that's could be back tonight. Yeah, see, yeah. that's what I'm saying though. And maybe maybe that will help your defensive ratings and things like that because you've been god awful. Okay, the Mavs do host the Hawks, and the game's going to tip off shortly on ESPN. Um, you know, you you got John Collins. You have uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. A couple of players the Mavs have been tied to. Trade rumor online in Chicago. You could maybe get Zach Levine, but the key is, you know, you don't want to give up your wings. Uh, Bullock, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie. I think all three of those guys have to stay. And uh, right now, teams are asking like for a player, and I, I just don't know if Levine is worth that. The Pistons reportedly want an unprotected first round pick for Bojan. Mm. Bogdanovich and that could be a no-brainer but again coming up in the summer the Mavs will be able to trade all of their potential future first round picks and do pick swaps on the alternating years it's like giving a team seven years worth of picks you either get our first rounder or you can swap with us and take our first instead of yours and those are the kind of packages that end up acquiring a player like a Paul George for the Clippers a couple of years back and I'm going to Luca with that. Like, we can get you a little bit of help and a, a guy whose last name even ends with itch, you know? But 
if you give us another four or five months and let yeah. the trade market mature a little bit, maybe we land you an absolute superstar that could take this to the next level. Maybe that op- actually opens up the, the chances of getting Bradley Beal. You, you can't do anything until you actually find out where that that pick to the Knicks is when it's done. That's that's when things kind of open up for you, right? That's you can sign whole, off on it and just yeah, convey it. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. that's you're, you're just kind of waiting on that right now. And that's still sure. one of the things that, that's killing them. They tried to do the thing. Hey, we're going to get you the big man running mate. It's a unicorn, and this is going to be awesome. Turns out it wasn't awesome, and now you're still literally paying the price for it yeah. with, with draft picks. Uh, and then they botched the Brunson thing, and so now they find themselves a little bit a little bit handcuffed in, until this summer when they can start activating some more trade assets from a draft standpoint that they can flip around. Good news on Maxi Kleba, though. He was talking uh, with Bally in the pregame uh, in lead-up for tonight's game, and he says, yeah, I'm not out for the season. And McMahon tweeted out that Kleba was telling the team broadcast that he's hoping to be back before the All-Star break which would just be remarkable Sick. in terms of he had the surgery on the torn hamstring. I thought we were all expecting that to be a much longer recovery. I think someone was mentioning like 140 days. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe I, I, that would come in under. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. built yeah. different. Maxi yeah. Kleba, baby. Yeah. And also just want to note that Luca rolled up in style tonight for the game with what uh, was that thing oh my gosh this is like some level of, it's like an apocalypse vehicle it's a double dually hummer is what it looked like yeah it, it is it looks it's got this hummer jeep vibe but it's got a, like a truck bed on it and it's got six tires and it's the apocalypse hellfire this thing has got a corvette ls3 v8 500 horsepower engine 6.2 liter party rocking six by six Put that bad boy in six-wheel drive. I Dang. Mean, Luca is straight up ready for any type of zombie takeover. Like, this dude is ready. He pulled up into the bowels of the AAC in this thing today and valeted that bad boy. All righty, it is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. There is a little around the Mavs as they get set to take on the Hawks tonight. It's starting momentarily at the AAC, so if you're waiting to get home and turn that bad boy on at 7.30, you'll be pretty close to half by the time you get there. Okay, we'll cross-talk with the Get Right, see what Reggie and KG have cooking for tonight, 8 to 11. Uh, uh, KG and Nate Newton uh, coming up from 7 to 8 right here on your home of the Cowboys. Well, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for making us part of your day. It's fun to watch Tom Brady under fire. Fans are calling him out as that uh, video of his attempted slide tackle uh, continues to uh, go viral. And whiteout, former Cowboys whiteout uh, Jesse Hawley is responsible for getting the party going. He's, his, his, uh, his quote is actually popping up in multiple national stories. Dirty play by Tom Brady. Uh, a, a fan wrote, uh, Tom Brady slide tackle. What the bleep are you doing, Tom? <laughs> yeah, and that should be a fine, shouldn't it? I mean, I, I know he's a, a poor loser and at times a pathetic human being, but I can look past that because we're all human when it comes to Tom Brady. But if you're going to get fined or whatever for hitting him too hard, you can't get away with a with an attempted no. slide tackle. No, he, he should he should collect a fine for that. Absolutely, yeah. he should. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next, it's uh, uh, the get right eight to eleven. And Cowboys crosstalk seven to eight with KG and Nate Newton. So Reggie Atatula is in studio with us now to preview this evening's activities. And a good evening, sir. How the heck are you, man? I'm doing all right, except for my left shoulder, as I was telling you guys in the break. But other than that, having a great, uh, great evening, getting to watch some hoops and uh, spend some time with the Tolos. Yes, you are now uh, attempting to be a recreational athlete on the other side of thirty, and that comes uh, with its downside, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I don't know what I did. 
Uh, my left shoulder, I am right dominant, so left shoulder is offhand. And, I mean, I was playing defense, but I wasn't using my left shoulder, I don't I don't think. So, now my left shoulder is, uh, is aching, and uh, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I have to, one, figure out what I did, two, probably just stay off of it, and three, now uh, change my regiment going into games. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh stretch stretch more of the body, stretch longer to make sure that I don't end up in this predicament or try not to be in this predicament. I feel like I'm gonna find myself here anyways. You gotta get some of that Nolan Ryan on board as well, the Advil. Yeah. You know, that, oh yeah. That can That's become your best friend. Been happening all day today. A little icy hot action. The band work for the shoulders uh, okay, can go work. a long way. Yeah, yeah go you gotta get, get that equipment. external yeah. rotation as much as possible. I think you're ahead of the game though. I had to shut it down at twenty seven due to injuries. Oof. Um, so that was, a, you keep, my dad went to 70 playing pickup basketball at the college that he worked at. Oh, I know he was ornery. You know what? Uh, yeah. He, he, eventually, he, he did eventually shut it down, but like it wasn't an injury that really took him out of the game. So it comes with some luck, you know, and if a, if a sore shoulder is the worst you got it, as Chiafalo can attest to around, <laughs> around 30 years old, man, yeah, consider yourself out. blessed. You won't catch me on the uh, the hardwood or anything like that. Yeah, but you were playing soon. over the middle. You was playing the middle linebacker and stuff. Yeah, no more, no pickup basketball for me. But I bet, yeah. Dawson, your dad probably had a mean mid-range game. Yeah, he he played like uh, like John Stockton, you know. Okay. He's going to set up a pick and roll and dribble over here and pass it to the open guy or hit a little jump shot, there something you go. like that. Hell but, of a box out. Yeah. What, what were what were his old man stuff? Did he give you a little elbow or once? What, what what were the parts of his game that were like, yeah, no, this is going to translate to the YMCA? You know, the thing that you can remember the most is the as you're going by, just a little push to the perimeter so you can't turn the corner and get Heady into the play. lane. Yeah. And then if he's behind you on a rebound, there's a little push in the lower back. Yep. Where it just it's out of your range of your fingertips just a, just a little bit, but yeah, man, that that's awesome. I'm glad you're still getting after it. Definitely enjoy it while you can. You know, our boss's boss, Brian Purdy here, who's got to be you know mid fifty something like that. <laughs> he, he's still running like four or five miles at yeah. a time. Oh, you no. know, some sure. some some folks just by choice. I, I think Broadus. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think Broadus could still get out there and do a marathon. Couldn't uh, you? I, you? You're know, a machine. It, it would be a lot. I mean, I, I haven't done one since I was 45, and I just turned 59. I'm laughing at you guys talking about stretching. I stretched like the 58 Colts. You ever seen those games like in the old days? Like, you know, what, with a cigarette like, they, yeah, <laughs> they just kind of like, roll their arms and then they go out there and play. Yeah, we, we yeah. did it. Yeah, the 58 yeah. Colts, they didn't line up and stretch. It's like, look at Johnny Unitas. He's throwing to Raymond Berry. And it was like, but then they would like just they kind of rot- they kind of rotate their yeah. arms and then they'd go out and play and nobody would get hurt. Yeah. It's the dudes that every day are like they're stretching in the bands and everything like that. Man, I feel like they were probably hurt. They just didn't say nothing. Right? Hell yeah. No. I can't tell these They weren't hurt. It was the 58 yeah. Colts. That's like Chia Fala with a herniated disc his sophomore year. Didn't tell anybody until his senior year. It's yeah. Like, like, not a smart play. Reggie's like, 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 no, this nerve pain. I think it's just my hamstring, bro. I think I'm, it's just a, it's just it's, a little it's bit so, of a yeah, tight hand. You guys hammy. are talking like 30 years old. You're like, oh, I got to stretch. I got to do this. Yeah, oh, well. man. 58 Colts. I mean, well, well, back in the day, there were no surgery. So if you made it to the pros, you had they extra resilient DNA. <laughs> they put yeah. a cast on your leg. If you had a knee injury, it's like a full hip cast. But that, you know what? It made you tough because you didn't want to get the full hip cast. Okay, so we know where Krusty's first memories of football go back to. Uh, Reg, what's your first memories of football? First game? Uh, watching, I'm guessing. Yeah, or, oh, or just being aware that it had happened. The tough thing about it is, like, for me, it's more about, like, the people that I, I you know, watch games with. Because I can't tell you exactly what game, what? but I vividly remember going home, like, after church on a Sunday, sitting down with my mom, making some tea, and watching football. What was the first sport you watched? Did you watch a sport other than football? Probably basketball first. Basketball first? Yeah. 
So you were into basketball as a kid more than you were football? Absolutely. But, I mean, obviously, football is is king. It's so preeminent. See, so, yeah. Again, growing up, CBS was the only game in town. Like, Brett Musburger was like, you know, like, like you had one game a week. It was usually the 76ers or, or the Celtics and the – and the Lakers were playing. But that you got one game, Buffalo Braves. That was it, man. That was when you're watching talking about pro basketball, you just had that one game. It yeah. was crazy. But hey, fun. Yeah, I, I think I remember uh like 76ers in the finals, uh, you know, in the early eighties. I remember the USFL uh, because of how big of a deal it was that the NFL was on strike. Mm-hmm. That was like super memorable. But I think I was like already eight or nine uh by then. Um and I think it's, you know, it's it's tough as well to go back there and, and, and try to, like, remember the actual games. I, I'm with you, Reg. But I, I do remember how big of a deal it was when the Cowboys kind of faded into silence. And I always remember how big of a deal Monday Night Football was. Like, that's something that isn't always out there with this generation. Yeah. But back then, that was like something that guys rallied around every week. Because it was uh, it was something special, Rich. How would you react if somebody in front of you? You're going into a parking garage. They can't get in. You're behind them, waiting for them to get in. Slide their card. They put it in reverse. They hit the gas, and right before they hit you, you honk at them. They stop, and then they lay on the horn back at you. Where do you take it from there? Oh man. Um. Oof. Well, I'm not getting out the car. Okay. Right, like this is this is my this is my uh, fortress of solitude here. Yeah. Um, now we now we doing a whole cer- certain different thing. If I'm getting out the car, first of all, sorry, I'm not laying on the horn. I'm like, look, man, if you gonna take your time, I'm here. And if I gotta go make a dis- different decision, I will. But you you gotta move. But once yeah, but you can't move. You don't have time to move. So you're gonna let him hit your car. Ah, yeah. No, this is a, this is a, a honk warning. Right. This isn't like a, just, I'm just mad a at you quick. honk. Beep. This is a helpful honk, and this is my this only is, hey, move here. You're about to have an insurance claim. Yeah, and and a ruined day. I'm trying to help you out. You honk back. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real passive. I'm just gonna give them the what. You know what I mean? And then if that if they if they if they're gonna progress towards me, now nah, we gotta go fight. But like, now at that point we gotta you're go. You're going fight. in reverse, right? You're like, right. oh yeah, let me help you out here. And but if he wants to fight at this point, well, it happened to Kevin Hagelin. Happened to Kevin Hanglin right, right here, here in the parking garage. Your coworker. He, he also has some. He has some some temper yeah. issues. How do you think he handled it? Uh, oh yeah, no. He he laid back. He he rolled down the window. He yelled at him. Yeah. Ke, uh, Kevin likes talk. Yeah. He likes that talk. So he's he gonna yell at him. I don't know if they got to fist the, cups. There though. were multiple fu's in in the yep. walkway area. They stayed. Oh, so they went and parked and then yes. kept going? Yes, Peggy parked, and then as he's coming through the door, so was the other guy. So they're walking towards the elevator together, bleeping each other back and forth. Fantastic. They get in the elevator together with Heggy saying, why can't you just admit you made a damn mistake? And when they get to the top of the elevator, Heggy had stuck his ground the whole time. The guy apologized. <laughs> Give me a quick tease, Reg. Uh, we are also going to talk to Tracy Sandler. I'm just going to one up your your your. Let's interview. go. That's what we're going to do. Wow, um, bro. Also, three biggest matchups to watch in the Cowboys nine for Lucius Alexander and Carter Freeman, for Eric Chia following Brian Broadus. I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at two, you're going home with the G Bag Nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.